CDOT and Patrick Mahomes, check out the podcast page at 610sports.com. KCSP Kansas City. WDAFHD2 Liberty. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's begin now. I swear, I don't because it's Sunday. I promise it's going to go a little bit slow. We can walk this one hand in hand. I won't speed walk to the finish line on this show. We got two hours here today. Royals at noon. Josh Vernier will take you over on the uh, airwaves, give you a chance to win Royals tickets. They only got one week left, if you can believe it. And then you get a little less Vern and a whole lot more Dustman which is probably not good for ratings. But for shock value, that might be okay. Vern's just way more professional than I am. But I always promise everybody that I'll be, I'll be good on a Sunday. That's just, that's what I do. Did you, uh, did you have an eventful week or was it a normal Quentin week? I had a very, uh, I had an eventful weekend yesterday. Okay. I, I went to uh, the K-State game. Oh. That was the first... D1 game that I went to and, and how do you it feel was afterwards? awesome. Yeah. So I you, you're spent. I would, I would call that arrowhead light and that's not an insult. You just, just gained a lot of fans, 20,000 less people, yeah. but it was amazing. So you feel like you're an emaw now. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I followed K state for almost a decade because mm. my former boss is yeah. a K state fan. And when I worked in the building that I worked at, I was the only person that paid attention to sports, so he wanted to talk K-State to me. And I'm like, dude, I don't know anything about K-State. Yeah. So then, and then I had to pay attention to it. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an adopted K-State fan, and That's it was fun. great to go there yesterday. I'm an adopted Colorado fan. Now? Uh, I have been since, like, Dion got there. Okay. So I will admit that I'm on the Dion bandwagon, and we'll talk about that in a little bit because um, I was crushed yesterday. Okay. Like, I got a prime hoodie. Oh yeah, we got some. We got some audio. Yeah, I know. And we'll get to that. Um, I had a very eventful week, right? I uh, I play in a golf league or what we call a league. It's a group of guys that play. I hit a guy this week. What? With a golf ball. I haven't been on the air since it happened. It happened Tuesday night at Drum Farm. Uh, never happened before in my life, and it went as exactly as you can expect. Like, have you seen the viral video of that one golf guy that rips his shirt off and says, do you want to meet Jesus or something like that? And, like, <laughs> calls a guy a blank stain because he, I don't know, he just got weird. So, to bring the story full, because I was shocked, man, because this, this is a true story. So, Drum Farm, for those of you that golf, hole eight, and I will keep this clean because it's Sunday, praise God. Um, and I will, but on hole eight at Drum Farm, it's a slight little dog leg, and there's, like, this wetland area that's about 230, 235 yards from the tee box we're playing, and it's a little bit blind, right? So the group in front of us has been playing great pace all day. There was no issue. We hadn't run into them. We hadn't had any issue with that at all. And we're getting ready to tee off, or we're approaching the tee box, and one of their guys is on the green, like standing on the green, card on the right side. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm good. They're getting ready to go join them. And then we see the golf cart come out, 
it goes and does something in the rough and then comes back and goes a little bit forward. And I figured, okay, they're going up to meet their buddy on the green because that's golf. So where I come into fault is I went ahead and hit a three wood. Because if I hit my driver, I'm going to go into this creek that's up there that splits the fairways. And I don't want to do that. And I'm not strong enough or good enough to clear the creek. Because that's like a 300-yard drive carry. You got to know your skill level. Right. So I hit a nice little three-wood draw. And all of a sudden, we just hear this, like, brutal scream. And it's this guy that comes out of the wetland area or where he was, where it was a blind shot. And he just starts yelling explosives. And he's like, you effing hit me from like 240 yards away. And the first thing I do is I'm like, oh, no. And I'm just yelling from the tee box. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We didn't see you. And he just repeats himself. You effing hit me. You effing hit me. And I'm like, oh, no. And then he lifts his shirt up from 235 yards, pointing to his rib cage that I hit him. So now with the sick mind that I have, I'm like, well, if I hit him in the air in the ribcage, surely that would, like, put you down. Unless this guy is Luke Ferrigno that played the original Hulk. And to be told, his cart then starts coming towards us. Oh, no. Correct. So now I'm starting to get, like, the dry spit. And I'm like, okay, I've never really been in a fight before, let alone on a golf course. How do we handle this? Just be apologetic. And as he's driving forward, same repeated sentence, you hit me, you hit me, but with an F word in there that's very sharp. And I'm just like, dude, I'm sorry. We didn't see you. We saw your buddy on the green. We saw your cart go forward. We figured we were clear. We don't have a problem with you guys all day. I'm very sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. Then he gets out of the cart, and he starts to take his golf glove off. And at this point, I'm gripping my three-wood like, if this guy comes at me because, Quentin, let me paint to you what this guy looked like. He was probably 6'1", 220 pounds lean meat, maybe like 4% body fat. So not only the first time do I hit a guy, I hit the biggest guy on the golf course. I can't hit a green in regulation, let alone purposely try to hit the guy. Luckily for me and my beautiful face, he didn't touch me. He got back in his cart, and before he drove off, he hit me with this line. Have you ever been hit by a golf ball on a golf course? I said, honestly, no. Well, it sucks. And he drove <laughs> off. Never to be seen again. Let alone we let them play for like four, like two full shots ahead of us. We waited till they were off the green until we drove. Because I wasn't good. trying to get my life ended that day. You think he was thinking of that line as he was driving, like towards you? He was trying to come up with a good line to say, and that's and what that's, he came up with? That's what he came out with. But, dude, this guy was definitely on like some sort of high protein. I'm not saying that he was, you know, juicing. But you could have fooled me. He looked like he could have played safety in the NFL. Wow. And of course, that's the guy I hit. Yeah. You almost got you almost got in a fight with Buda Baker. Basically. Mika Fitzpatrick, Justin Reed, Luke Ferrigno, who's, I don't know, known for the Hulk. And that's where my chrome soft went right into his rib cage. Luckily it didn't hit him in the head. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I had I had more stuff that happened to me, but that, that tops anything that I was going to say. Yeah. You I got invited to a bachelor party, and I need advice. Okay. I don't know. Like, obviously, you know the stereotypes, right? But I've never, I've never been to a bachelor party. I've oh, never my. helped get a bachelor party. My yeah. college friend, Josh Munden, shout out, is getting oh, married. Nice. And uh, I don't know what 
like the real rules are at a bachelor party. Where are you going? We're still in the, the early phases. That's a big step. He's getting married in Kansas City. He lives in Chicago now, but he's coming back to get married in Kansas City. I mean, if you're going to Vegas, you just keep it there. You don't tell anybody what happened. You don't act like you – like you don't look – you don't seem like a guy who's uh, gotten like blacked out drunk a lot. Maybe I'm wrong. And if I am, that's awesome. I – I don't okay. think I've never gotten like blackout drunk. I yeah. mean, I've got my stories that okay. should probably be told on after hours, after hours, mm-hmm. six to nine, Monday through Friday. Um, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. My advice is, uh, you know, go with the plan. Everybody be on the same page. Cause eventually you're going to lose Scott. You're going to lose Mike. Uh, but the core will stick together and don't be afraid to call it a night. Before anybody else. Like, you know how there's that kid that's afraid to turn in his test first? He waits for the first guy to go, then he'll go. You can turn in your test first if you want. Because some people get a little different on a bachelor party. I've been to like six. Um, Party bus is nice. It's cheaper uh, drink-wise. And you decide who goes on the bus and who doesn't. And maybe you get you a little honey. Maybe you get you a little honey. You know? I don't know. Maybe you got a beautiful girl in your life. I don't know. But, yeah, we'll dive in uh, to a lot of stuff. Uh, Dusty, be glad you didn't hit Fitzpatrick. He would have done some dirty stuff to you like that on your knee. Uh, I'll tell you this. If this guy would have came after me, I'll be honest with you because it's the Lord's Day, and I don't want to be fully truthful. If that guy would have come after me with fists, I'd have swung my three wood into his kneecap. I, I Honestly, I thought that's where the story was going. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a fighter, more of a lover, uh, or at least I try to be. And if that guy would have came after me, I would have hit him with a with a three wood in the kneecap. And I probably because like he had a buddy with him in the golf cart, wouldn't say a word, just stood there like, oh my god, why did I get teamed with this guy? Maybe they were friends. I don't know. Somebody says I got drilled in the head with a punt off of Tommy Townsend, Tommy Townsend while holding the flag pregame. That blanking sucked. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what my ball speed is coming off a of three wood at 230, maybe like 104, 107. I mean, the golf ball, first of all, like golf balls, they've got, it's so small. So whenever you get hit, there's like so little surface area to hit. And right in the rib cage, man, that's going to brew. He probably has a welt. I mean, the closest thing I've been hit with by a golf ball is that I went paintballing and mm. someone shot me point blank. That's rude. And I still have a scar. From mm. where that guy shot me point blank to this day. Yeah, and I was, I was ne- in high school when that happened. I was never into paintballing because one of the guys I was friends with told me a story that he didn't tell anybody else. He said he froze his paintballs the night before. Oh, my God. And I don't want to hang out with somebody that does that. I said, I don't know if, if you're doing this. That means somebody else has this idea, and it's somewhere on the web. Somebody says, you should have said, so you saw where it landed. Dude, he threw my ball into the wetlands. Like, he threw a Nolan Ryan fastball from the 90s into the wetlands. Like, he picked it up, showed it, and chucked it into the wetlands. I hope he's okay, though. He seems like he's fine. He continued the round and had enough energy to ask me if I've ever been hit by a golf ball on a golf course. I still get That's the part that's the, that's the strangest part. He yeah. had all this time to come up with, a, with something to say to you, and that's what he came up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just tried to proceed to do the nice thing for people the rest of the week. Because I felt bad that they got the golf ball. You know? Where'd you spot your ball afterwards? 
right where he picked it up. Okay. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I put it in the in the short grass. Cause I'm not gonna give myself a bad lie. Cause like where he picked it up, it was in the fairway. But he was standing like down low into like the swell of the fairway, I think. But you throw my ball in the woods, I'm giving myself a good lie. That's just facts. But a good week other than that. Saw the same beautiful person three times in a week. That's always nice. You know, I don't improve your day. It will always improve your day. Get you a nice little beautiful person you get to go hang out with. You know what I mean? That'll, that's fine. That takes over the golf thing. Um, I did feel bad about this, and I know we'll go to a break, and then we'll get back into Chiefs Bears, I promise you. Uh, DMV story. So I didn't know you could make an appointment. Felt kind of dirty good. What I mean by that is you can make an appointment at the DMV so you don't have to stand in line. And I walked in, and it was like uh, the first time you ever got pickup at Chipotle. There was like a row of people. And this lady came up, and she goes, next appointment. And I heard three people go, you can make appointments? I was like, yep. I found that out last time I was here, and I made sure to never be you again. And I was in and out of that DMV, Daddy, in about five and a half minutes. Had to get a new license. That's like, you know, there's so many, like you're at a, a doctor's office and you yeah. have an appointment and all these walk-ins are here and they're like, they call your name and you're like, that's me. And you just hear the groan and you mm-hmm. get the evil eye. I imagine that that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I suggest everybody make an appointment at the DMV because you don't want to wait in that line. It takes forever. It felt like I double parked in like half a handicap and half a normal spot. And like, as I'm leaving, like somebody with a handicap sticker was ready to pull in. It was like dirty good. Like I found the front row spot. But I definitely cheated some people out. Coming up on the other side, this is just one of those just get it done games. I promise. We'll get into the Chiefs Bears. Our week's discussion is over. You're listening to After Hours with Quentin and Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, these guys were, what, in town last night, right? But is Axel still with them? I don't know. I love this line from the 816 about the golf story. Shouldn't have been standing there. (laughs) Could you imagine if you said that to him? I'd be dead. Like I said, man, I'm too beautiful to get beaten up by a guy like that. We have veins in, like, his ears. Binkley's in the house. He'll join us at 1130. He was like, Dustman, if I was there, we'd have taken that guy. I'm like, Bink, I don't know, man. I don't know if this guy. uh... Maybe, like, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, But, look, man, it it is Chicago versus the Chiefs today at Arrowhead. Hopefully a lot of you are already in line for the game. It kicks off at 325. Beautiful day. I thought we were going to get rain today. I don't think we're going to get that anymore. It is what looks like a very beautiful day outside. It is currently 71 with a high of 79. Looks like zero rain today. Just a perfect day for football. A perfect day to be on a patio, having a few suds with your buds, enjoying this Sunday afternoon. Someone who might not be enjoying the Sunday afternoon is the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields because this was the drama that started this week. When you say thinking less, what do you think was causing you to think so much, maybe think too much? Um, you know, could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when – the game comes, I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just thinking less and, you know, playing more. Hey, Justin, you know, we've heard this before from, from other athletes. There are just too many, like, coaching voices in your head at this point that you're trying to process so much. Is that kind of 
Is that part of what you're saying? Um, I don't think it's too many coaching voices, but I just think when, you know, you're fed a lot of information um, at a point in time and you're trying to think about that info, like when you're playing, it's like it doesn't let you play like yourself. You're trying to you know, process so much information to where it's like, you know, if I just simplified in my mind, I would have did this. Like, I saw a few plays on Sunday to where if I was playing like my old self, like, we would have had a positive play. Like, there would have been, you know, a few more third down conversions. So, um, I think that's the biggest thing for me is just, you know, uh, playing the game how, you know, I know how to play it, how I've been playing it my whole life. So, that's what I got to get back to doing. So. so, you're the first part, coaching. Immediately after that press conference is over, Jalen Hurts calls for a quick... 60-second... Justin Fields. Justin Fields, sorry. Gets a quick little, hold on, let me readdress this. You guys' jobs are to get clicked, so it's like, when you take my quote out of context, and when you just say that, if you paint the picture on the inside out, like, y'all are trying to split, split us up as a team. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches, never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame. I don't care to drop pass, it should have been a pass. Put it on me. But never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else. In this organization, my teammates, never will you hear that. So I just want to clear that up and just know that, like, I need to play better. That's it, point blank. If, if y'all, that's, that's what I should have said in the first place. But, you know, I was trying to give y'all more details because, you know, I appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do. And I try to give y'all the information y'all want for you guys' job. So, um, I'm going to do that and in the future, like, but I ask you guys to just, just to put the whole quote out. Don't cut it up into words and pieces to make it seem like I'm saying something that I'm not. So, um, again, appreciate you guys what you do, and um, y'all have a pleasure. So this is interesting. Now, I'm not necessarily – I'm not saying that he's wrong, but I'm not saying that he's right. Um. But I think what he was trying to say by saying coaching or whatever it is, I think that there is definitely something that is going on that is interesting with the Justin Fields sort of story. And what that is, is that I do think what he means by coaching is that there are different voices trying to fix what is maybe not necessarily what he's blaming, as in like, well, it's my coach's fault that I'm not doing well. I think what he's trying to say is that I have a lot of voices trying to tell me different things, and it's causing me to go scatterbrained. So take it as you may. Obviously, we heard uh, earlier this week as well that their defensive coordinator resigned. And now they're saying it's not criminal activity, but it is inappropriateness stuff, which I just tweeted. That sounds like this is just going to get more worse and could get disgusting. Because I have people that are friends of mine that are in town from Chicago that have connections that have told me stuff allegedly what they have been told that it is, and it ain't looking good. But their defensive coordinator resigns. Their quarterback is in fits. Their team is in shambles. 0-2. Justin Fields is 5-17 in 22 games. He's been sacked 108 times. 
And it probably isn't going to get any easier this week. And what that means for me from a Chiefs standpoint of today's game is just take care of business. Don't let them hang around. Don't let them have that opening drive because you know if the Bears get the toss, they're receiving. If the Chiefs get the toss, they're going to kick out. Right? They're going to they're gonna avert to the second half and get the ball in possession second half. That's what they do. Don't let them hang around. This is a game in which I know a lot of people, in fact, I can hear my father screaming in my head. It's a trap game. You're at home. You're playing a team that's lost and cannot be found. Their quarterback doesn't know what's going on. He's blaming coaching slash he's not blaming coaching. DJ Moore was on video talking to an old division, you know, foe. They just don't get you the ball. Frustration is there. They can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. Chase Claypool, don't know what that situation is. And the Chiefs are in a get-it-right sort of game. Right, week one, no Travis Kelsey, no Chris Jones. You lose to the Detroit Lions, but let's be honest, you gave up 14 points, one was a pick, or 21 points, one was a pick six off the hands of Kadarius Tony. There were like eight drops in that game. It was just a mess. Jacksonville, you were kind of getting everybody back together, trying to get everybody kind of on the same bandwagon. Travis Kelsey was about 80%. And now you come into this game, and there are still some injuries, right? Nick Bolton has been ruled out. Richie James is out. In fact, Richie James is placed on IR, so he's out for at least four weeks. And this is a game in which last week you saw Sky Moore. Four for 70. Travis Kelsey was there. But now Travis Kelsey is here, right? Now you think that he's probably 100% or at least 95% good to go. You're back home for the first time in two weeks. Mahomes has probably seen what he knows that he needs to figure out. And they kind of showed in that second half of that Jacksonville game that they were starting to bring it back. They were starting to kind of get on the same page. Just get it right this game. Don't let this team that is, in you know, way less of a talent than you are, hang around and continue to float in this game. Do what Oregon did to Colorado. Now, there was a little bit more involved in that game, and I'll get into that around 1045. But just do what they did. If it's fourth and two and you're up 35 to seven, go for it. And for those of you that listen to the Fantasy Football Show this morning, Aaron Jones and Christian Watson and David Bakhtiari, they're all out for Green Bay. They ain't playing. So there's your Aaron Jones answer. Oof. That's and, a lot. And your Christian Watson answer. Does that mean we hammer the Saints now? Probably. But back to the Chiefs and Bears. Take care of business. Don't let them hang around. It's not a trap game. It's just a figure it out and get it right game. And the one thing you need to get right is your offense. What's the one thing you've never had to worry about was this offense. Fix this offense. Continue to ride the highs of this defense. And everything should go into plan. Again, it's the Bears and the Chiefs. It's 325 on Fox. You can hear it on 106.5 The Wolf. You can hear pregame or postgame on 610 Sports Radio. And coming up on the other side, the offense. I want to dive in a little bit more on that because there's a couple of targets that I think could go up for two guys. And one is Travis Kelsey. It's Quentin Dusty Likens. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Back in on After Hours. Aggressive music. But I like it. 
It's okay to be aggressive or spicy or however you want to describe your personality. Chicago and Kansas City today at 325. Remember the uh, Arrowhead Pride postgame show with Jay Binkley will be on after the game and Chiefs uh, Radio Network. It'll be on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, Jay Binkley will join me in about an hour as we discuss uh, this Sunday slate plus Chiefs Bears and everything that's going on um, involving this game. I did see uh, some breaking news today that Usher Raymond will be the halftime performer of the Super Bowl in Vegas this year. You got an Usher song that just does it for you? No. I, you, you've heard my genre mm-hmm. of music. That's right. I, I've worked with you a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It, that's not my, you know, go-getter. I mean, it's fine. Like, most, most of the Super Bowl halftime shows are just fine. Um, right. And that's it. Yeah, I'm a. Yeah. I like Usher. He's got a few bangers. Uh, Let It Burn is a good one. I don't know if you've ever heard that song, but that song's great. I've probably heard it, right? I've probably heard some Usher songs, Mm -hmm. and if you play it, I'd be like, oh, I've heard that song before, but I can't tell you any Usher songs. There's the one with Little John, the yeah, yeah. 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 Love in this club. Now that's one that makes you want to bite your lip. A little young Jeezy on that track. I'm telling you, man. Want to make love in this club? That song does it for you. I don't care what music, John, you're in. You put that on, better find her quick. Sunday show. Keep it clean. Um, one thing I do want to talk about is this offense. I think this is the uh this is a, a get it right sort of game. You have the perfect scenario for it. Uh, like we had mentioned, just take care of business in the first part. But this is, uh, I believe this is the week you've got to get it clicking for the offense. Uh, Kelsey is back after a week of, or I guess now two weeks of practicing, one week of playing in a game. Now it's kind of like, all right, let's get over the ebbs and flows of what it is to get off of a knee injury and let's start making things more fluently great, right? Um, I think he's probably never going to be 100% over the season. Uh, but could be somewhere around like 90 to 95% today, which is fine because a 90% Travis Kelsey is still the best tight end in football. Um, but another guy that, that I'm really interested in to see how his game is today is, is Binkley and I always joke about the circle of trust. And one thing that I like is I want to see the, the sky more. I want to see it move up, right? Because First game against Detroit was terrible, right? We had the drops or whatever. And then last week he had three receptions for 70 yards. And he had, of course, the 54-yard touchdown catch. I'm hoping that we see the evolution of the Sky Moore and Patrick Mahomes trust build even more. And this seems like a day with Chicago having a safety out, Chicago having the drama that they're having right now, uh, which which looks like they're on the brink of, of maybe uh, possibly having to do some in-house cleansing, right? There is some cleansing that needs to go on. They may or may have not it got right or wrong with quarterback. Maybe there is an issue with coaching. Maybe it's a whole new staff that you need to bring in and, and change things up. But Skymore, man, three for 70 last week. And again, a bulk of that, 54 yards of it was on a reception for a touchdown. Or it was a 54-yard catch. But nonetheless, 
Sky Moore and Patrick Mahomes, if they can get on that page, and again, I think with the absence of Travis Kelsey in that week one, kind of lowered the expectations for some with Sky Moore. Now, there were others like me that thought, oh, okay, no Kelsey. Somebody's have to step up in that slot role. Sky Moore screams volume. And now this is a game in which you're playing the Chicago Bears. You're coming off a game of the Jacksonville Jaguars where it seemed like in the second half things were starting to move in the direction that you like. There wasn't really a pressing Patrick Mahomes. There wasn't really a, you know, I know Kelsey got a little frustrated in the second half. It's just Jacksonville. It's like his kryptonite. That and maybe Taylor Swift. But with Kelsey back, it's going gonna, it's gonna to elevate everyone around him. And I know that sounds contradicting because you think that with Kelsey back, the targets will go to 87. Sure. For sure they will. But not all of them. In fact, if this is a game in which Patrick Mahomes throws it 24 times, you would think that Travis Kelsey's probably going to get eight of those targets. Kadarius Tony's toe injury and Kadarius Tony linked to anything that has injury after it makes me believe that the Chiefs are going to do exactly what they've done with Kadarius Tony anytime there is sort of blip on the radar. And that is lock him away, keep him protected, and wait till he's 100%. Now, last week he showed that he was you know, dependent. And then the toe injury at practice this week, limiting him, keeping him out of some drills. And then today they're going to, you know, obviously work him out on the field, see where things go. But this is a game that another opportunity arises for Sky Moore, who was, you know, drafted as a position and at a, you know, time in the draft where this team is hoping that he can flourish to that type of role. We remember as a rookie, Tree trunk thighs, runs like a running back, but can run routes like a wide receiver. Seems like a good fit because we all remember Albert Wilson when Patrick Mahomes used him in Denver in that last week of the season in his rookie year. 10 for like 144. I'm not saying Sky Moore can have that. I think he could. I'm not looking for that, but I'd like to see Sky Moore maybe have like six for 85 and maybe find pay dirt. That's a, that's a heck of a game. It's a solid Sunday. That's a, hey, Dusty, thanks. Appreciate it was going between him and Jordan Addison on my fantasy team, and I figured I'd go with that, and it paid off. But again, get the offense on the right page today. Perfect case scenario for it. You're, you're coming off a game in which the second half, it looked more like yourselves. You got everybody kind of back together. Now, I know Richie James, I don't know what his value was in this offense, but out. But Justin Ross is there. Christian Watson's there. Uh, Rasheed Rice, MBS, Travis Kelsey, Sky Moore. Just get it right. Get on the same page for four full quarters. And don't give up on the gas. Don't go into easy street. Run these guys out of town. There's going to be a lot of Bears fans today. They travel. Danny Parkins in town for the game. Guys in my buddy's neighborhood in town from Chicago for this game. They know their team's not great, but they're still going to come watch them. They know the atmosphere. They'll be there. Send them packing. Send them packing knowing that it's over this year. Don't hesitate. Accelerate. Coming up on the other side, college football is interesting this weekend. There's so much drama. There's so much drama in college football. I'll explain on the other side on After Hours. Quentin Dusty Lag is with you on 610 Sports Radio. You heard the guys in the promotion about the Vinny Pasquantino watch party. 
Uh, it's at Hollywood Casino in the Turn 2 Sports Bar and Restaurant. Silent auction items uh, benefiting Wayside Waves. And uh, Vinny Pasquantino and Royals teammates in attendance, as well as me. So, for the one time in my life, I can put myself in the same category as a Major League Baseball player. I will also be there. And Quentin will be there. From the 816, you were right about the second half last week. We could have easily had 24 points, but decided to kneel on it. And they took the game over and ended it. Um, from the 816 as well, defensive attention to 87 will raise everyone's play. Don't disagree. And then from our buddy Dan and KCK, good morning, Dusty. Chiefs D-line should dominate today. Kelsey should get two touchdowns. Uh, saw Josh at Crafton draft on Friday versus Astros. He said Astros by three. I said Royals by two, and I was right. All right. Nice. And Pete Sweeney's text to you on the text line tonight was that you are a legend. That was what Pete said. Uh, college football this weekend. I want to get into that. Because I felt like there was a lot of drama. That there was a lot of, you know. Well, it just started with Lou Holtz. However, <laughs> he has lost... To Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Michigan twice, and everybody that beats them does so because they're more physical than Ohio State. And I think Notre Dame will take that same approach. I know that our schedule it hasn't been the best. We're 103rd in strength of schedule. However, that doesn't bother me because every day we get to practice against good. We get to practice covering our good receivers. Won't be much different than covering uh, the great receiver they have in Ohio State. And plus, we're playing at home. It'll be a close football game, but we will win because we believe. Forget who in the hell we're playing. Just tell Ohio State this. You, 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 you take this message to Ohio State. You tell them they better bring their lunch because it's going to be a full day of day's work. Hey, <laughs> My first thought is how much spit is in his mouth when he talks. You know, I know he's a thousand years old, sure. but he sounds like he's a thousand years old. He sounds like he forgot to swallow. Maybe he doesn't know. For about five years. It's it's like when you, he's the guy where you're going trick-or-treating as a kid, mm. and he's giving full-size candy bars, and he's trying to tell you happy Halloween, and you just can't understand him, so you just take your candy and run. I feel like he's giving out taffy, or he's giving out, like, toothbrushes. Oh, I my I went to my great grandma's mm. to uh, to do trick or treating because she lived yeah. up in the fancy neighborhood, and yeah. there was a teacher and a retired teacher, and mm. she always gave pencils out. Good for her. Irrelevant these days. Nobody uses pencils. Matt Patricia tries to, but he has an laminated sheet. But Lou Holtz, good hell, clear that saliva, buddy. So you know that that game ended with Ohio State winning. In fact. Two consecutive plays towards the end of the game. Notre Dame had only 10 people on the field for their defense. And if you thought that Lou Holtz didn't think anybody was listening, this was Ohio State's coach after the game. Coach, you knew this one wasn't going to be easy, but it came down to the wire. And what can you say about the performance from your quarterback, Kyle McCord, to finish that drive? Toughness. Toughness. That's it. Physicality across the board. Finish it off. Having guts. 
you know, like I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team. Asleep? What he said about our team, I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio. It's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. What did they prove to you tonight in this victory that you'll take away toughness. and run with? Toughness. Everybody's questioning these kids all the time. We had one bad half the last couple years. That's it. Everybody wants to question these guys. These guys are warriors right here to come back and win. This kid right here to come back in the second half and win. I'm emotional about this for a reason. A lot of people question these kids and say a lot of things about them. I love them. When someone attacks your family to come in and win like this is special. It's a great win for our program and a great win for Ohio State. Can you take us through the play call to run the ball on fourth down? What was behind the decision to do that for right, you? I'll take a deep breath now. Nice. There is so much drama in college football. I don't know if I've ever been more entertained by college sports than I have been the last two years in college football. And I used to always roll my eyes when Binkley would say, hey, did you watch this, you know, Big Ten game? Nah, the Big Ten sucks. It's always like 10 to 7. And it's three and a half hours. I'll never get back in my life. And then, you know, well, the SEC, you don't understand. Like, all these things, all these names, these guys, they play here. Look at the NFL. Like, look at Georgia. Look at what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing with the Georgia defense. And then I started getting into it last year. And then you see this type of stuff. And I know Lou Holtz was on like a game day show or whatever it was and, you know, legitimately spitting as he talks. And then the Ohio State coach comes back and I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. He's ancient, man. He ain't awake. That game was over at like 949 at 10 o'clock. He wasn't up. Pack a lunch. We had one bad half in the last two and a half years. Everybody's doubting us. They have the best wide receiver in the nation and the best tight end in the nation. Ohio State, good for them. And I don't ever root for Big Ten schools. But I will say this. I am all in on Colorado. I have been since May or whenever Deion Sanders got there and walked in that room and told all those young men to hit the portal. And here's what the Oregon coach said ahead of time. Rooted in substance, not flash. Rooted in substance. Today, we talk with our pads. You talk with your helmet, right? Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man, right? They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. There's a difference, right? There's a difference. They're fighting for clicks. You're fighting for wins. It's like everybody's going against each other, but not just on the field, but like one another, right? I'm getting excited. Hit the microphone. I apologize for that. And everybody was talking this week. Oh, man, Oregon, 21-point favorites. I think they cover. Colorado's finally going to play a good team. They were right. They were right. I was wrong. I love Dion. I like what Dion's doing. I believe, right? I have a prime sweatshirt that I like. I'll be honest. I like what he's doing to the landscape of college football. Because he's giving kids the opportunity to be something more than just an athlete. Right? Yes, it's flashy. Yes, it comes off as arrogant. Yes, they were humbled. Did they need to go out to the O at the middle of the field and stomp on it? Probably not a good idea. Probably shouldn't have done that. 
But that's one of those humbling experiences. But you have a coach whose pregame speech is quoted as saying they do it for clicks, we do it for wins. I'm also going to be honest with you. I know I'm a biased Colorado fan because of Dion. Good luck going into Oregon and playing that team. I mean, Bo Nix is 35 years old. He's 23. He'll be 24 in February. But he's been in the league for like, what? He was actually, Bo Nix was in college when Justin Herbert was in college. This is Justin Herbert's fourth year in the NFL. Oregon's damn good. Sorry, Sunday. Oregon is very good. Dear Lord, I apologize. But the thing about that is, that was a humbling loss for Colorado. Now what's on deck? Caleb Williams and USC. That line is 27 and a half USC. This was Dion after the game. First and foremost, uh, thank the Lord for allowing all this to transpire. It's a good old-fashioned buck kicking. It's no excuses, no nothing. Um, their coaches did a heck of a job preparing their team. Obviously, we didn't. That was good. I mean, that was a really good old-fashioned buck kicking. Uh, we went into the game wanting to dominate several, wanting to dominate several phases. Um, we lost offensively, defensively, as well as special teams. That fake punt kind of, kind of got them really rolling, and uh, they didn't stop. Um, ever since they secured that first down, well-coached team. Uh, Bo Nix played his butt off. Defensively, they presented some things that I guess we just couldn't get around. We couldn't advance the ball, rushing or uh, throwing the ball as well. Seemed like they had our number. But hats off to their coaching staff, to their head coach. Great job, and they're truly prepared. Look, Dion makes his players better. He makes his competition better. There was nothing in the world that that Oregon coach wanted more than to embarrass Colorado, and he did it. From start to finish, they drove down the first drive, scored at ease. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop Bo Nix. And then when Colorado finally showed some fight, they ran a fake punt to a big man who played lacrosse in high school that had some scooting ability. Oregon did a lot of their research and their homework against Colorado, and it showed. The other thing that it showed is that Dion knows where his recruiting portal needs to go next. Offense and defensive linemen. Shador Sanders cannot get sacked or pressured like that ever, or it's over. He had been sacked 15 times before that game. I think it's now at like 22. His kid needs time. They play USC next Saturday. It's going to be a dynamite game again. But again, I mean dynamite as an attention. They will be there, people there. But the one thing that I hate as we wrap this up is that why do people hate Colorado? Like, why do you want to see Dion fail? Right? All Dion's been is a positive reinforcement, changed the college football landscape, and made things a little bit more easier for kids to make it in college. I'm not saying that every kid that goes there is going to get $4 million in NIL deals, but they're going to feel worth it. They're going to feel a part of it, and they're going to go on the field for all of it. And to see these people to be like, I told you so, they're a false school. Dion's already in house money. They were three and a half over under on wins. They're at three. They'll find three more wins. They may not beat Utah. They may not beat UCLA. They may not beat USC. But they still play Oregon State, Washington State, 
They could probably beat UCLA, depending on the environment. Oh, and by the way, the one thing, did you see what Dion did after the game? He walked over to that head coach. He shook his hand, congratulated him, patted him on the back. How many people thought he wasn't going to do that? Check yourself. Do you believe now? You're already ahead of schedule. Congratulations. But I was a little crushed yesterday. I'm not going to lie. Coming up on the other side, we get back into the Chiefs and the Bears matchup. We get into what I think is some of the key points that I'll be watching for today. And, well, continue to do you, 95.